Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is a special day on the CHGO Bears podcast. It's rare when we can lean into the civil war that is Bears Twitter and Bears <laughs> fandom today. It's rare when we have someone who can talk about it more so than my handy-dandy trusty partner to my left in Greg Braggs. Adam Rank is here, NFL Network, the sick podcast. Uh, as we lean into Justin Fields and Caleb Williams and Luke Getze talking today. Adam Ho coming up from Hallis Hall in about 25 minutes. If there's anybody that can bridge the divide in right. Bears Landia, Bears Twitter, Bears social media, it's you, my friend. Adam, I so. I, it's, it's heavy lie at the crown, but you are right. our king. Oh, well, thank you so much. That is a, a a delightful introduction. I don't know that I deserve such praise or anything like that, but I've been trying to do as, as well as I can, Braggs, and I know that we've talked about this plenty, is that we we need to understand, first and foremost, is that we all want the Bears to win, and we want the Bears to be victorious. And I listen, we've talked about this before. I think I've made uh, no bones about it. I like Justin Fields. My personal view is that we should keep Justin Fields, trade the picks, uh, build around it that way. I understand the science behind the people that want to draft Caleb Williams. And if that is your opinion, that is fine. I don't think that you're an awful person. I don't think that you're <laughs> terrible. Like there's, there's nothing about like, all right, that's fine. I mean, ultimately it doesn't matter what we think it comes down to what Ryan Poles thinks. So I think that if you want to sit here and voice your opinion uh, you don't have to be nasty about it. I don't know what happened over there. Maybe it's always been like this. And now it's just because social media allows us to amplify such things. But I remember as kids, uh, we would argue at great length about what was better, Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back. And ultimately, like we're, we're, we're fans of the franchise. We don't and we have our thing. But ultimately, like we need to remember what is the one thing that unites us. And that is the Bears winning football games. So let's just root for that and uh, have your opinion. And that's fine. And voice it. Be respectful. I want to be like Dalton from the double deuce. Whatever. You know what? Like, be nice. Like, ultimately, he was telling his men, ultimately, be nice. Like, whatever your opinion is on this, fine. Just be nice about it. You're trying the impossible right now, which is to, is to control social media, Bears Twitter, which, I mean, it's already popping here in the chat. Come on. We're not a quarterback away. We did it, which I, let's actually start right there. How far away 
do you think this team is? I mean, let's, I don't, you know, a lot of people were optimistic on the Bears this year. You you like to live in the optimistic land, which I appreciate. Yes. I need more of that in my life. You had them winning 12 games. They're going to win li- most likely seven. Maybe they get to eight. I don't think it's going to end up at six. I think they win at least one more here. So in, in, in your mind, like what went wrong this year as far as the win total goes? But also, like, do you see them as a team that next year could hit that 12-win mark? Well, the number one issue was the inability to close out games. There were yep. three games where the Bears had a 90% plus 90% chance of winning blue all three. And I think I we've all seen the meme. Like, what were the odds? Like 0.0003% that we would blow yep. all three of them. You know, when Tyler Scott comes on the show with, with me, he was talking about games like, oh, we should have been better against Green Bay and Detroit and obviously now Cleveland. You're like, the Denver one sticks out, like even more so than Green Bay. You win those three games, and I know we're playing fast and loose with, like, what-ifs, but they win those three games that they had a 90%-plus chance of winning. Well, now they're at nine wins. They're in the playoff berth. Detroit has not clinched the division, and we're having different conversations right now. And so, to me, ultimately, I don't feel like they're that far away. And so, the one thing that I look at, and I was was breaking down recently the Bears, uh, their – decisions that they have to make like here are the three choices you have to make it's a choose your own adventure you can either stay at number one and take marvin harrison jr you can stay at number one and take caleb williams or else you can trade down i understand the people who want to reset the quarterback clock like you don't like it makes sense to me like it really does like i i understand what you're saying like there's not you're not wrong there's nothing wrong with that but you have to understand that if you use that pick on Marvin Harrison Jr. or Caleb Williams, you are essentially giving up three first-round picks for that player. Now, I know it sounds absurd because it's Carolina's pick and it's house money at this point, but you look at the compensation that was delivered last year for Bryce Young. Caleb Williams is a much better prospect, should command equal if not more than what the Bears got for Bryce Young last year. So if you decide to stick with that pick, you are giving up three years of number one draft choices. And so that's the biggest question to me. Like, think of everything that you're giving up. And to me, and, you, and you're drafting a quarterback that you hope is better than Justin Fields. So for me, I would rather stick with him. And I think that, you know, you build around it because I think this team is close. And I think it's close to being competitive. And I think that you can just see this team like – if they could learn how to close out a little bit better, they would be right in them hunt. So I'd say, like, let's build this team. Let's build a roster, and let's go. Well, I mean, you're close to it out there. You're out in L.A. You're on the West Coast. So you're a little closer to, you know, USC than us here in the Midwest. So from your vantage point, I mean, last night USC won big with their backup quarterback. A lot of Bears fans took that and said, well, look, hey, it's the system. It's not the quarterback. You know, uh, Lincoln Riley can just, you know, do this with anybody. He's had a long history of great quarterbacks under his tutelage. You know, so for you, from what you've seen with Caleb, and I know you've said you would stick with Justin, but for those that don't believe in his capabilities or think that he has a high bust potential, where would you stand on that? I think Caleb Williams is a great player and I think he's a great NFL prospect. And you look at, you know, you look at uh, what Trevor Lawrence did a couple of years ago. I think it's like that level of like a player that we've seen for quite some time. We remember him from his time at Oklahoma now through USC, he won the Heisman trophy as a sophomore. So he's been in the limelight. Now he had to go back into the mix 
and go through this again. And now people start to question. You give somebody long enough to to poke holes at somebody, they're eventually going to do it. Right. I don't think that there's any I don't think there's any chance that Caleb Williams is a bust. I really don't. I think he's a great player. And if I was a team that if our quarterback was Desmond Ritter, like there's no choice. Like, of course, like even if a team like the Titans, who you've seen a couple of nice things out of Will Levis, I would go with Caleb Williams. Like if I was the Vikings, if I was the commanders, obviously, like I'm not keeping Sam Howell over Caleb Williams. I just really believe in the talent of Justin Fields. And every time, like, and it's one of those things, like they cut up throws of, of Caleb Williams, like look at the arm talent here and there. Like, yeah, we could do this all day. We could go through Justin Fields highlight reel and do the same time type of things. To me, a lot of this comes down to coaching and again, building a solid roster. I think if anything, we should look at what's happened to the Kansas city chiefs this season. Uh, what happens when you thin out your roster a little too much, and I know that eventually you're going to have to pay Justin Fields quarterback money, and that's just the way that it goes. And and it's one of the appeals of having Caleb Williams. But if you think about the 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 offensive line, the the, the edge rusher we're going to draft, the other wide receiver we're going to end up draft, like those guys will be on rookie contracts too. I think that you want a real young franchise, a young a young talent pool that you're drawing from. And so if you have multiple draft picks and multiple first round draft picks over a long period of time, your team is going to be young for a long period of time. And I think yep. that again, you can afford to pay the quarterback and still bring in all these young players because of all the draft picks that you have. So I think aside from the fact that people just like Justin a lot and believe in his talent, and he's had some of the best moments that you can possibly have on the field as the bears quarterback. And it's hard to move on from that into the unknown, but I think another concern along with it is just outside of that. It's just like, I think we're going to take a step back with Caleb. We're going to go in the wrong direction. It's going to take him a while to get up to speed. Do you think that's true? That if you draft Caleb and then you, whatever draft pick the Bears end up with, they're eight right now, let's say they sit at eight, or let's say they just go down to 10. That Caleb and that guy with this roster and whatever you do at free agency, do you think this team, do you think the team is going forward next year, win total wise, either way? Well, we saw with C.J. Stroud this season that it's not impossible for a rookie quarterback to come in and have immediate success. But it also helps if the coaching's good, which yeah. I, I would have a concern with. You know, I, I they had the benefit of that. I mean, if Luke Getze is the offensive coordinator next year, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns. So it's not impossible. And I don't think that Caleb Williams makes this team worse. But is the team collectively better if you've acquired more good players to put around your quarterback, whomever that is, whether it's Justin Fields or Caleb Williams, you want as much talent around him as possible. Now, what we see in the fall or in the fall in the spring is going to be very telling. If Ryan Poles goes out there and throws money at Michael Pittman Jr., Mike Evans, T Higgins, somebody like that, it's a pretty good indication that maybe they're not sticking around to take Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, if, if uh, they trade the quarterback, it's going to be a pretty good indication of what we're doing with that potential number one overall pick. Yeah. So I think that you could come in. I think you could win with Caleb Williams. And I, this isn't a bash on Caleb Williams. It's just a philosophy that I have. And yeah. I think that our quarterback is good. And I would be like, you know what? I'm, and there might be people out there who don't feel that he's good. And that's fine. You can have that opinion. You have reasons for concern. Yes, the win total's not been what we wanted it to be, even for myself. I understand all of that. I'm of the belief that Justin Fields is a good player and I want to continue to build on that. 
and by doing that, surrounding him with a lot of talent. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think most can acknowledge that Fields has flaws. I think most quarterbacks have flaws. I mean, Josh Allen has turned the ball over a lot here the last few years. Mahomes is struggling this year. Mahomes is, you know, a generational all-time great quarterback, but even he's having his struggles. So, you know, when you look at the recipe that the 49ers or the Eagles, who I've said if you put Justin Fields on those teams, <laughs> I think he would be very successful. You know, and even Miami with the way they've built their team, there there is a blueprint. Teams have shown that if you build around the quarterback, the team can be a Super Bowl contender, even if your quarterback has flaws. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I kind of want to rewind back to the macro with you, you know, because you work at NFL Network. You're very positive. You know, you're also like a lot of people at NFL Network don't really show their hand on who they root for. You make no bones about it. You know, and I've always found that fascinating because that's probably not the easiest road to maneuver with being in the national spotlight that way. You know, the other aspect I wanted to ask you about is for fandom, you know, you're a big fantasy football guy. You know, you do your fantasy yeah. football show every week on NFL Network. And, you know, I for a long time, I was fantasy football was an adjustment for me as a fan. I wear my heart on my sleeve for the Bears, and it was hard for me to draft players and root for those other players. And now social media, I think, is another layer that's changed fandom in a lot of ways from what you were talking about earlier of how we used to root for this team when we were kids or then when we elevated to go to the bar and argue about our team. Yeah. What about those, like, from your perspective, how much has that really, from fantasy football to social media to all 22 breakdowns to every single person, including us, having a podcast and a platform to give our opinion, how much has that kind of changed the way people root for their teams? Well, it's it's easier to amplify all these conversations that you have. And and make no mistake, I'm I'm pretty certain that – and I, I sort of remember this. Uh, I was a lot, I was a lot younger at the time, but there was a real divide of people who are Mike Dicka people and Buddy Ryan people. And I imagine, like, if Twitter had existed in 1985, there would have been probably half the fan base that would have been like, "Let's fire Mike Dicka 100%. and promote Buddy Ryan to be the head coach of this football team." That was usually those kind of conversations were held at, you know, Joe's Pizza in Wheeling, Illinois. <laughs> they were in the uh, letters to the editor section. Like, you couldn't even email somebody back in 85. You had to handwrite a letter and send it in the mail with a stamp uh, to get it there and possibly get it published. So it's real easy to hear everybody's opinions now. Like, it was easier to cut out the noise you know, a, a number of years ago, because you didn't, you didn't have to hear everybody. Like I, I didn't have to hear from every crackpot. Like, why does this person, like somebody with 19 followers is coming after me questioning who I am as a person. And because they didn't like the way that I picked their favorite football team, you know, it is, it, you have to take the good with the bad. Like it's fun that we get to meet people. Like I've gotten to, you know, know you two, at least social media wise, uh, over the last couple of years. So there's there's been very much, there's positives to it, but you also got to understand that it brings the negative. And I think it comes down to, personally, you have to be able to self-regulate that stuff and realize like, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like I I sit here and I think about, and I know this, I, this was probably not what you're asking, but like I think about, like I coach youth sports and the impact that I have with those players and the families and everything like that, that's more meaningful than in somebody than a big boy 97 on Instagram 
hating on me and calling me a bald MF or whatever, <laughs> like that, ah, whatever. Like sometimes you're like, okay, stop. Like I, I can't read this, but at the same time, like you got to realize what's important. So it has ratcheted fandom up a lot. Um, but at the same time, there, there are been, there have been some positives to it as well. Well, and a lesson to all you young broadcasters out there, what Adam is preaching is the truth, and it's I'm trying to take it in myself because they're coming at you from everywhere right yep. now, and you <laughs> got to be able to have that that flag planted out there. Like, what is really important? It's okay that so-and-so is calling you yeah. a complete idiot and has no idea about football, even if you've been sitting here doing Bears post-game shows for a decade <laughs> like yours truly. Don't worry about it. I, I try not to take it personally. Quickly, I'm sorry. I uh, talked about the number one pick on Twitter today, and somebody told me, shut your mouth, fatso. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the best. Like, ah, it's like that. In, in, I, I love that people, like, they love to point out that I'm bald. And I'm like, do you guys, do you, you understand? Like I shave my head every day. Like I'm quite aware of this. Like I, this was a, 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 a something I had to come to grips with in my twenties. And had you caught me during that decade, uh, you might've elicited a different response. Now I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like I, I don't, I, okay, fine. Yeah. I'm bald. Like, what am I going to, it's genetics. I can't help that. All right, that's our that's our breathing in this in the position of and we're we're thrilled to be here. Come on at us. We'll, we wouldn't sign up for anything else. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, love yeah. is love is also appreciated take the too. Heat if you're going to be in the kitchen, right, Adam? Yeah. What, l- give me your guess. What do you think Ryan Poles is, is going to do? Everyone's trying to read the tea leaves here. You know what? Here's uh, here's something I was uh, just creating a, a video for TikTok that I'm going to be posting uh, sometime today. It's like, did Ryan is, is Ryan Poles already tipped his hand as to what he feels? about Justin Fields, because look at what happened in Denver. Now, obviously, there was some some contract escalators that factored into the decision to sit Russell Wilson. But if you're heading into this offseason thinking that you're going to trade Justin Fields to Atlanta or the Raiders or whomever it is, wouldn't you bench him? Like, wouldn't Tyson Bajant be playing right now? Like, isn't that – like, I feel like, you know, and this could perhaps change next week – if Tyson Bajan ends up starting in week 18, I think we could be like, well, let's welcome the Caleb Williams experience to Chicago. But I feel because Justin is still playing, I got to just assume that he's going to be back on the team next year. And I think that what we've seen out of Ryan Poles is how much he values roster building and putting together a competitive top to bottom roster. And he's unafraid to make difficult decisions. You know, a lot of, a lot of general managers would have been gun shy after the chase Claypool debacle and you know what he stood in there again he went after montez sweat i mean even even though you know chase young was more affordable draft pick wise he realized that montez sweat was a better value like was a what's the price was was better to pay the price for montez sweat they knew they were extending him oh listen this is the thing this this doesn't help us when people are like this is the dumbest trade ever because if you don't extend him like well i i think that that was i think that was probably assumed when you swung that deal, but like, especially for somebody who was a former executive in the league, you should understand how these things work. So maybe, so maybe it isn't always the source of the, like, yeah, I've been there before. Like, you know, um, in any event, uh, I really do believe that he values the roster building aspect of this. And I, I think that the potential return for Caleb Williams, again, because you have a good quarterback. I mean, Justin Fields is a good quarterback. Flawed, yes. Can he clean some stuff up? Absolutely. Hold on to the ball better. Get rid of it quicker. These are all things to work on. Like, listen, I'm I'm a Justin Fields fan and can still understand that he's still got some work to do. And I think that Justin Fields himself understands that he has work to do. 
I just feel that there's going to be an emphasis on building a complete roster, and I think that we're going to end up moving that pick. Okay, so, uh, all right. And, and you very well may be right. I, I'm trying to, like, the way I'm trying to decipher it, and maybe this makes sense, maybe it doesn't. To me, Poles is like, he's a logical risk guy. We need mm-hmm. a wide receiver. This is, well, I got a 6'4 guy in Pittsburgh who I think can hit. I'm willing to give up a fairly high draft pick for him. So I'm making that trade. Okay, that didn't work. I need a pass rusher really bad. I'm willing to take another logical risk. And t- so I'm trying to figure out, as I'm guessing at the tea leaves, what's a more logical risk here? Sticking with Justin and hoping that he's going to hit in year four, maybe with a new offensive coordinator, maybe not. I'm not sure which way he's going to go there. And then you got to pay him. Or is it a more logical risk? I'm going to take the guy who many are calling a generational talent and have him on a rookie contract. And in the same time, give up on getting the value on that pick. Like, how, well, how, how does he weigh that? Like, which is, which, which is more, which is a bigger risk? Yeah. Who raised you? How dare you? You fool. No. Um, no, listen, you can have these. This, this you is, dumb, no, gray-haired idiot. You but, don't know what you're talking No, No, that, there is, that's the one thing about this. Like, there is no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's like sometimes when you, when I come into town uh, and people will be like, do you want to go to Lou Malnati's? Do you want to go to Giorgiano's? And I'm like, I could go to either place. I'm happy with both of them. And it's not like, I'm not, I'm not calling you an idiot if you're, if you're, promoting Geno's East. Like I, Oh, it like how did I, there's so much of this that makes sense, which it makes this so compelling. It's like, there are a lot of logical ways to go. And a lot of it makes like every time that people talk about this and everybody lays out the case, like, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like whatever side that you're on, there's good points on both sides of it. And which I think makes this so utterly fascinating. I don't think, I mean, ultimately 20 years down the road, we'll look back and be like, well, maybe we should have done this. But I think right now there's really like it's a it's a win-win type of situation, and I I I, I understand the science behind each move. I uh, I just I know what I prefer, and if Ryan Poles prefers the other thing, I will uh, show up and week I will show up in April next year and predict the Bears to win 12 games because that's just what go. I did. There you go. Meatball Island, baby. Give the Duke his love. Yeah, absolutely. And when you talk about Ryan Poles kind of showing his hand, he said he has to be blown away if he's going to draft a quarterback. So I think to answer your question, the what the logical thing is, is if he's going to draft one of those guys, it's going to be because he truly believes they're going to be great at some point in their career. The Duke, 811, our guy, the Duke, who's always in our chat. Adam, he's a, he's a great dude. He's dropping a forty nine ninety nine super chat. Adam fucking rank speaking <laughs> the truth. You tell Carmen his anti-Fields agenda <laughs> how it is. Keep Fields and fleece someone for the pick. Rank is our leader. We ride at dawn. I'm holding well, dude, up a Justin Fields, whatever these things that's are. That's not yours. I, that's the studios. I'm holding I love, it up. I didn't say it was mine. <laughs> I love hey, the Duke. And I listen, I appreciate the sentiment, and I love the Duke. I really do. But we don't need to go after Carm like this. It's fine. Like, <laughs> no, that's what we do up, here, Adam. He's bringing up a point. Like, it, it is fine. Like, I understand it. And, again, if this is what Ryan Poles de- – like, he has done such a masterful job. Of, of putting this roster together. Now, I know that George Pickens is coming off a monster game, so this isn't the ideal week uh, to be talking about this. But you look at Christian Watson always being injured, George Pickens playing when he wants to. Going after Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, I think that he won that. Like, I, I think that we can say now, like, you know, and Kyler Gordon this week was rated the number one cornerback of week 16, 17. I get confused yep. now because it's stupid 18 weeks. Um, 
He was he was voted the top cornerback of the week by Pro Football Focus. I think that we can be like, I think he won that. I think that, you know, getting uh, Dexter, getting yep. him, uh, and, and, you know, we miss out on Jalen Carter, who's a great play, but you know what? I think that Darnell Wright and, and Dexter and, and Tyreek Stevenson and all these players that he's brought in, He's earned the trust from me. Like, okay, Agreed. like when you have a friend, like we all have friends who recommend places and you're like, hey, like my friend Greg, like has the worst taste in like restaurants. And and I know that if he's like, hey, hey, and he actually talks like the chill bra guy. Um, and whenever he recommends a place, that's a do not go. But I have another friend, uh, my buddy Bill, when he he's spot on with his choices, he finds these holes in the wall that are always fantastic. And I think that Ryan Poles falls into this case of like, I trust his judgment. And so that if he's blown away by Caleb Williams, I will, okay, that's fine. I'm just still, but I'm supporting our quarterback. And I'm 100% with you there, Ryan Poles. You won't find a bigger advocate than me here. Uh, it's oh, you want to fight over it? No, I'm the bigger I'm advocate. I'm the biggest Ryan hey, Poles advocate. Ryan but- Poles, he told Cynthia Freeland, he goes, hey, I talked to the bald guy from your show at the Chargers game. That's how, that's how he knows me. He knows <laughs> me as the bald guy from Jesus. Cynthia Freeland's show. And uh, so I think I'm the biggest advocate. This is go. where I will draw the line, Braggs. Yes. I will start a war over this. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I'm ready. <laughs> Throw on the gloves. Um, No, but to that point, I, I think that is the one sad part about how we've kind of, and we're as guilty of it as anyone here because it's kind of like this gravitational pull argument. You cannot help but always go back to what are they going to do at quarterback? What are they going to do at quarterback? But we've lost our way in focusing on how many great things are happening with this team roster-wise that Ryan Poles has put together. You know, like you said, Tyreek Stevenson, you know, uh, Jervon Dexter, Montez Sweat, you know, it's a lot of fun. Jalen Johnson, if they're able to retain him, he's been playing unbelievable. You know, you Darnell like Wright, Tevin Jenkins, when he's healthy, is was has been an absolute monster this year. Uh, even Braxton Jones has looked great since he's returned from his injury. DJ Moore coming in here. And, like, you want to focus on those things, but it's just there's this elephant-in-the-room decision that's so big. The other big decision – that ironically does it feels like it's not being talked enough about because of the quarterback, you know, fight that lives on is the decision that's going to come a lot sooner. And that's head coaching. You know, if they're going to make a switch, it's going to come in a week and a half right after the Packer game on black Monday, because you got to get into the head coaching derby and start to interview candidates against other teams. So where do you stand when it comes to Matt Eberflus? The team has started to turn a corner. They're, they've doubled their win total. But as you mentioned earlier, they've uh, fell flat in games they should have won. Um, so where do you stand with Matt Eberflus? Do you want to make a change or do you want to stick with him as well? Well, it's interesting because, you know, talking with, with uh, Tyler yesterday, we were talking about Justin Fields and like nothing is going to be decided with Justin Fields in the next two games the the decision to me, Ryan Poles knows how he feels about him and how he feels. And I'm sure he's going to go out and further investigate Caleb Williams, but he knows how he feels about uh, how he feels about Justin Fields. The interesting thing to me is that I still feel like Matt Eberflus is an open book that he absolutely could have his fate decided in the last two games. And I truly believe that if, if something were to happen in this green Bay game, 
that they get destroyed. If it looks like week one, he's gone. They're, they're not going to put up with that. I, I feel like that will be an, an, a, a irreversible sin to go out and get embarrassed once again by the Green Bay Packers. And I know it would, it would seem somewhat like impulsive in a way, but like, look, there were a number of instances this year where they just couldn't close out games and it was very difficult. And I know that that probably had to eat at Ryan Poles. I remember yep. being in the game in Los Angeles. I was mentioning a moment ago being like, God, like what is up with this team? Like, why do we just not seem competitive in this game? It's the Chargers, And especially now when you look at the way the chargers season unfolded, like you got bested by Brandon Staley of all people. I think there are still some legitimate questions. And I always found it amusing. Like when, when Eberflus would get up in his press conferences or him and Luke Getzey would be like, yeah, you know, Justin's got some things to prove. And it's like, fool, you got some things to prove. Like what, who made you like, how do you know you're going in on this? Like, wait, who knows that you're guaranteed uh, to return? I think a lot could be determined and you got an opportunity. And if he closes out, and I've just come to grips with this. If he closes it out and he does well, and, and again, maybe Ryan Poles has already made up his mind. But if they if they win the next two games and it's an emphatic win over the Packers, like there is gonna be a like, ah, let's let's keep at least Eberflus around. There could be some decisions about Luke Getze. But I think Eberflus has an opportunity to go. And I don't know, like, depending on who you would replace him with, like that's a big thing too. Like if it's Jim Harbaugh, like, okay, like there's no question. Let's go. Ben Johnson, like, okay, like is Ben Johnson. Although I do feel too, like there's going to be a lot of people trying to replicate the Mike McDaniel experience in Miami, but I feel like there's one Mike McDaniel. You know what I'm saying? Like there's not, there's not a lot of guys. Like we've tried that before uh, with uh, Jesus. Why can't I think of his name? I can see it. Mark Tressman. Like there is like, we tried that before and it didn't go too well and it might've stunted us. Uh, which is why we fired people like, I don't know, Matt Nagy himself. Like, geez, yep, there you go. Even Nagy. More re- a more recent example. I don't know. There's a lot of decisions to be made to where perhaps Eber, I think that Eberflus could play his way out of a job, even if it is secure right now. Adam, appreciate your time. Real quick on the way out here. Do you think Mongo and, and Devin get in this year? You know, it's such an unfortunate circumstance, and it and it always sucks that it, it comes down to something like this where – you know, the the life circumstances surrounding Mongo McMichael, for him to finally, I mean, part of me is happy that he's getting the recognition that he deserves because he truly does deserve it. He is a bigger, bigger than life personality who should have been in this conversation a long time ago. And it's unfortunate that it's taken this to really put him in the forefront. I remember um, just... I don't know, because I have such fond memories of him. Like, this is the one thing, like, it, it reminds, like, with Buckus and Mongo McMichael, the guys who carried on after football always kind of leave that impact. And, of course, for me being a huge wrestling fan, I always loved, you know, the Four Horsemen and everything and his turn on Kevin Green. Yep. So I'm I'm true. I, I never, I never want to give the Hall of Fame voters too much credit because they don't deserve it. And I feel like there's too many backdoor deals and there's too many times that guys, like, is this really, like, I don't want to drag anybody, but like some of the running backs and wide receivers who get in, you're like, really? Like they're, you're not the best of like, you're not the best of the best. Like Devin Hester was the best of the best. Like Devin Hester was the best whoever did what he did at his position. There is no, there's no reasonable argument against it. 
they almost like it was the main focus of the Colts in that Super Bowl of like, we just got to stop Devin Hester. And yep. they even they're like, oh, we're not going to let one guy. And he almost won the game on his own. So I'm hopeful, but I've I've learned to never put my trust in the Hall of Fame voters. I, I'm hopeful they get it right. And uh, I really, truly believe that this is something that has helped uh, Mongo McMichael hang on. And so uh, I hope he gets this honor. I'm hopeful. I don't know. I'm hopeful. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. You got any final words? Well, I'm going to clip this. Final words oh. for Bears Twitter and the divide that's going on to try to bring these people together. You know what? We need to go out there and provide a unified front. Now, some of us possibly grew up as Cubs fans. Some of us grew up as White Sox fans. But the one thing that always brought this city together was the Chicago Bears, even more so than Michael Jordan and the Bulls, even more so than the Blackhawks. There is not one thing more identifiable with the city of Chicago than the Chicago Bears. You can have an opinion on Justin Fields one way or the other, on Caleb Williams one way or the other. But ultimately, it comes down to what is the best for the Chicago Bears. You can have your opinions. You can have your thoughts. Be respectful, but understand that outside of Ryan Poles, it does not matter what we think. Let's just go out there and enjoy some Bears football. Let's beat the Falcons, and most importantly, let's beat the Packers, and let's have a great end to this season. Bear down. Adam, you're awesome. Thanks so much for being here, brother. Hey, look forward, thanks for having me. Look forward to the next one. Thanks, brother. The meatball king. Love him. Love Adam Rank. Great dude. Can't believe he puts you on his, on the sick podcast. It's one of the nicest well, things. Well, that was the other part we didn't really get into. Is, you know, he's got to hold the line for Carmi V, too, our good friend. You know, Well, because Carmi takes a lot of arrows, too. We all take arrows. If you try to... Brings, if you don't just sit in one corner, right. you're going to get arrows, which is totally fine. That's yep. that's 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 it. Uh, you know, I, there's one the, person in this town who said stand with Fields and led the charge. His name, I, I forget his name. What was his name? His name was Mark Carmen. That's right. That's right. But I hate Fields. Whoa! I'm whoa, sorry, buddy. We're new, new situation. Putting on the glasses today. Flip look look at professional car. Hey, uh, with Empire today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your need, quick and professional installation, and it's a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, a bunch of copycats out there. You're not Empire today. You don't even know Empire today, you copycat. Empire can't be beaten on quality. Can't be beaten on service. Nope. Can't be beaten on speed. Competitors advertise the low-quality products that Empire's... They ain't going to carry that. You're getting the good product. You want the best stuff. They're not going to promise low prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. So, listen, you want the best. Shop for floors. If you go to like some big box store, that's going to be super frustrating. You might want to talk to someone today who was working in, in plumbing yesterday. They're just trying to sell you something. You don't want to do that. Listen, this is what you want to do. You want to get you need flooring. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. Yeah. All of our listeners, it's on the screen right now. You get $350 off, a $350 discount when you use the promo code CHGO. So you're getting the best and you're getting $350 off because you listen to this fine show. You are winning. Restrictions do apply. If you've done this a million times over, then no. But you got it. They've got you. $350 bucks off right here. Empire Today. See EmpireToday.com forward slash CHGO for details. That's right. Now want to give a shout out to our guys over at DraftKings. 
Make sure you're using the code CHGO when you sign up. NFL fans, it's time to unwrap nonstop football action. And it was all week, all weekend, three days in a row, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, three games on Christmas, all had 29 million viewers. Take that NBA, an official sports betting don't, part. Don't, don't, don't do the don't, cap. Don't go. Don't do NBA. the cap. Don't go at NBA. Why do you got to do that? You love the NBA. I do love the NBA, but it's just this unstoppable beast that is the NFL. This is true. And DraftKings is also the unstoppable unstoppable beast, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL and score $150 instantly in bonus bets. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook now with code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Once again, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 878-HOPE-NY <laughs> 878 or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21-plus Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football or eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. For a transcript of that read, email me and uh, I will get it to you. Joe Flacco tonight, his number on the over, 234.5 on your fine DraftKings app. Yep. 7.5 point favorite. The Browns are over the Jets. And my guy... Trevor Simeon, the former Wildcat, go yeah. Cats, holiday, uh, uh, Las Vegas Bowl winners, a minus 120. Our, uh, uh, just real quick here. Uh, minus I 120 did, and a I half a notice, touchdown. Uh, our, our good pal Adam Hogue is currently at House Hall. He will be joining us momentarily. And he wrote us a, tech, a, a chat saying, hit the like button. If we, get, if we get 500 likes, I'll let you guys ask me questions during my appearance today instead of Mark and Greg. We're, we're, that seems like a great idea. Except there are over 640 votes on the poll I put in the YouTube, but only uh, 200 likes. What's the poll? Oh, the poll is, okay, let's do this. It's December 28th, 2023. Who do you want to be the Bears quarterback in 2024? And where are we at? 76%. Justin? Justin Fields. There it is. Uh, no, no surprise the like there. Button. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Three out of four. Brags. I mean, uh, how many times do you think we're going to do that poll? A lot of times. But here, so what we're going to do right now is play one clip of Justin from yesterday's press conference. Mm -hmm. And so I'm listening to it, and Patrick Finley is asking him, uh, hey, buddy, remember when, we t remember when you said early in the year that it could be coaching as to why his performance hadn't reached the level that Fields would like it to be, the Bears would like it to be, Bears fans would like it to be, the whole thing. And people were like, see, he's not being coached properly. So he got asked it again yesterday. And what's happened here is that Justin Fields has been forced, you be the judge, but it seems to me that we have <laughs> we have basically made Justin Fields forced to have to lie to you. So uh, this, this was Fields yesterday with, with Patrick Finley. Justin, you mentioned coaching. You know, you're two games away from the end of the year. Do you, think you said I mentioned what? Uh, coaching. Uh, uh, Flus handing you the thing. Oh. Mm -hmm. With two games left in the season, do you think you've been put in the position to, to use your skills as best you can by the coaching staff you have? Uh, you know, three weeks in the season was a subject of conversation among us. Yeah, I have. In, in what ways? 
all the ways you can think of, um, passing, running the ball, um, play action, um, all of that. So, yeah. Have you ever heard anybody less enthused about the coaching that he's gotten? Have you been one of the? Yes, I have. Well, how? how well, then how so? Uh, well, help me pass. Help me run. Help me do uh, play action. Do do something. But I also think it's just like like I said yesterday when he snapped off at uh, Sean Sierra on the post game presser where Sean asked him like, Hey, what do you think of short yardage situations? And Justin was like, you know, I'll, I, I can't wait for the day. You actually asked me a positive question. I think he's just starting to like with what happened early in the season where he answered more honestly leading into the chiefs game and it turned into backlash. And so I'm sure his agent and his handlers are telling him like, Hey, you got to answer these questions this way because we don't need the, you know, the reverberation of them, you know, the media twisting your words. So he's not going to give the media an inch anymore. And so he's just going to be very short and let this season play out instead of giving any kind of fodder for talking heads like you and I. Uh, the, the media did not twist his words. Well, I'm just telling you how he views it. Okay. You may feel that way, but he, pro- I'm not saying. It's not, I don't, it's not, I'm not having a feeling. It's just a, a statement of fact. Like he. Well, that's. To your, that's your fact. Now, to Justin, his fact in his mind is you guys twisted my words. I mean, that's how he feels. Look, what he's, what he, what he, okay, I understand. What he said was correct, and he shouldn't have had to apologize for it. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how that all went down, uh, but it was odd, and I and I applauded him at the time, and I'm not faulting him for the record. Let's not get don't don't get it twisted right now. I don't. I'm not faulting him for the way he answered that yesterday. I'm not going back into that discussion. I'm not talking about this coaching staff anymore. You're gonna ask me about how I've been coached. I'm gonna tell you quietly with no enthusiasm that I've been coached great. It's been amazing. I love this coaching right. staff. Right. That's how he's going to handle it. And I don't think there's any other way for him to handle it. But the reason why I wanted to play it is just like his lack of enthusiasm and his just just trying to grind through that uh, stood out to me. Yeah, and then Luke Getze today talking, you know, about he was was more open and – you know, throwing but, flowers to Justin than Justin was back he, to the he coaches. Was, he was throwing uh, Justin a ton of flowers, which was interesting. And I also felt like Getze was on the defensive and, and kind of on edge. Uh, we're going to bring in Adam Hogue in, in, in one second to discuss. Adam's here? Such, yes, the mansion is ready to go. All and, the Adams. And we have not um, hit the 500 link, so get ready with your questions. Eggs. Uh, I'm ready. You you can do it. Uh, but for, first things first, CHGO supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. The beer roster is extensive and impressive, and I could use one right now. The 312 Weedale Full Pocket Pills, the Beer Hug Family, Oktoberfest. Herb Howard loves a good uh, beer hug family, 9.8% alcohol, delicious. Uh, grab yourself an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house, from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown, Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer and Brags. As you know, it is getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us 
who share it. That's right. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. What should business owners do? Bragalicious. Uh, go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Practitious delicious. Did you just say comed.com slash clean? Yes, I did. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. All righty, all righty. ComEd.com slash clean. Check it out. Make it happen. Make the world a better place. We appreciate you, ComEd. Let's go out to Hallis Hall. Adam Hogue, ready to join us, who I was very entertained by the end of Luke Getze's press conference when our Adam Hogue said because no one else did at the very end. Hey, that interaction with you and Justin Fields where he's screaming at you and you've got that weird look on your face. And he just laughed it off, Hoger. It was like nothing. He, he, there was just some big fun thing that we all could just, you know, have a moment in time against the Cardinals. Well, look, and uh, he, he mentioned, he's like, yeah, he was yelling at me, of course. <laughs> um, and, and then he was, you know, he, he, he acknowledged the fact that stuff like that happens a lot, which is what I talked about earlier in the – in the uh, show and he, or I'm sorry, the week. And he said that, uh, you know, he's been part of that before in other places he's been, what you probably didn't see is when the press conference ended and he's kind of walking off. I go, yeah, Aaron Rodgers never yelled at the sideline at you guys. Um, (laughs) He thought that was kind of funny too. So, you know, look, I just don't, it, he was very complimentary of Justin Fields today, to be honest. I mean, um, yep. I think there's sort of this, groundswell of and i think it's justified of like this i think it's actually sympathy for justin fields right now a lot of just so many questions that that this kid's had to deal with the last few weeks um to the point that yesterday he gets asked a question about the amount of questions he's gotten uh, about his future so it's it's sort of become an a I don't know, even just me, I wasn't in the room yesterday. I was just listening to the press conference live as I was driving um, home after our show yesterday. It just It's almost awkward to some extent, just the situation he's in. Not the first time we've seen this with the Bears quarterback, but, um, yeah, I, I think that even inside the building, regardless of what happens here, and it includes Luke Getzi, I think a lot of people are trying to project, you know, the, like this is this is some relationship that's not working. Um, I, I I didn't I don't really fully get the sense that that's completely accurate. Were you sitting on any part of you asking him? Do you think you're going to be here next year? No, no, that didn't occur to me. Do you think? Uh, do you think game. that's I mean, even a fair question? A question do you think that's a fair question in the middle of a season? to be asking him this or even the other players like DJ Moore asking them about Caleb Williams and Drake may. I think, uh, I mean, that's a difficult thing. I, I think it has to be the context of some of these interviews, um, you know, asking a player about, you know, some college football players that aren't even on the team. I think that's different than asking a coach about his jobs 
job status going into next year. I think if you're going to ask Luke Getze that question, it's probably something that comes up next week. Um, because remember, we don't get to talk to these coordinators after the following game. So, right. you know, going into the final game of the year, I think that that would be a, a probably a, a fair question next week. Fair enough. Uh, and I, I was just in there thinking to myself, look, there's so much heat on Justin and there's a ton of heat on Luke Getze, which he obviously has to be aware of. It does make more sense to your point that, look, we'll ask you that in the, in the last week. And what's he going to say, really? Uh, you know, I, I hope to be here. I don't know what my what my future brings. I think I've done a great job, all, all that type of stuff. Um, but it, it did it did stand out to you today, right? How much he was. What is what has Justin gotten better? You can run through the things that he said, Hogue, but I mean, he he basically praised every like the I mean, he really went to like I love the way he's pulling into the parking lot all the way through everything else that he's doing. Yeah, and I I think that there's some truth to that. You know, he he said that they they are asking Justin Fields to do a lot, and I think we've seen that since the start of training camp when Luke Getzey was talking about the amount of cadences that they've put in, um, and just how that's different this year. The, you know, ability to handle multiple calls in the huddle, and that's not necessarily something new, but just getting getting better at that, getting smoother with that entire operation. And I do think pre-snap, Justin Fields has been better this year. Just overall command of the offense, in and out of the huddle, uh, reading defenses, um, knowing if he's supposed to check to a run, check to a pass. Like, I think those are all things that are not necessarily big issues anymore. I think the, I think the bigger issues are, are, are more so what's happening post-snap. Um, and, and part of why this continues to muddy the conversation and, and make this a, a tough evaluation because – you know, if, if the kid is getting better there, that could be an argument that he'll continue to get better in all those post snap things going forward. Um, on the other hand, there's a lot of tape out there now and that tape, even on Sunday, again, late throws on third down, that first one of the game to Cole Komet, that ball comes out on time. That's a first down. It's a, instead it's a drive killer and they're punting. Like those, I think, I think those are the things that are, if the Bears do move on from Justin Fields, that's going to be more so the the reasoning behind it along with, look, it's just time to start the quarterback clock over again and, and get this regime's own guy in there. Do you think that, I mean, because like last year it was pretty visible how much that they changed the offense halfway through the season to play to the strengths of Justin Fields. Do you think they did that? again this year do you do you think they did a good enough job to try to adjust play calling after losing four games in a row and Justin calling out the coaches do you think they did a good enough job of adjusting the play calling to the strengths of the personnel including the quarterback um yeah I think that I think yeah I think they went back to the stuff that worked last year um and I think that the, the bigger story was that they tried to not do that the first four weeks. I think that they tried to, to, to test him more as a pocket passer and it didn't work. Um, and so they went back to more of the stuff that worked last year. Um, it's been probably more mixed results than that really impressive four week stre- stretch that the bears went through last year offensively against some good quality teams um, in which they scored a lot of points. They, got a lot of yards and they just didn't win those games because they were facing uh you know or their defense couldn't really get stops at that point um so yeah i just think that i i 
we 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 could beat this thing to death, guys. We're we we seem to all be in agreement that we know exactly who Justin Fields is at this point, and and at least Carm and I know are, are we're in agreement on that. That's you know, and Carm's probably been on that longer than I have, but it's it's all right there for you, and and I think that that's you know that's either your flavor of quarterback or it's not. And I think that's the big question here for the Bears, right? Like, because we always talk about flavors of quarterbacks. And if, if, if they're good with Justin Fields, they can roll forward with them. But if, if they want more of a pocket passer and somebody who's going to be more of the 300-yard passer and not the 190 plus another, you know, 100 rushing yard type of guy, then they're, they're probably going to move on. I mean, who is that more of an indictment on, you know, is is it more of an indictment that Justin Fields can't run, like that? Like, do you think that Luke Getzey wants to run a different type of offense, and is that more of an indictment on him because he can't, you know, he wants to adjust to Fields, or is that an indictment on Fields because he can't run the offense that Luke would want to run? Uh, I, I don't know. I think that that question can apply to so many different coaching quarterback re- relationships. And that's why you want them on the same page regardless. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like the, the, the quarterback question, OC quarterback question we're constantly having here in Chicago. Guys, we got a couple more minutes left. I know there's some other things I put down on there for you. Um, if you want to talk about. Yeah, the Caleb Williams uh, thing, obviously a lot of Bears fans talking about the fact that a backup quarterback at USC had a great day he had like six touchdowns and Caleb's on the sidelines. Does that hurt Caleb Williams stock? Does that show that it's more of a system than it is the quarterback? I just think in general, it's ridiculous that anybody's trying to make any type of conclusion off a game that the he didn't even play in. And it's an exhibition game. This was the holiday bowl. These bowl <laughs> games. Have you guys been paying attention who the hell knows what team has what motivation, which transfers are not there, which team, which guys are going to the draft. I mean, it is a complete crapshoot. So if you want to poke holes in Kayla Williams, there's plenty of opportunities to do so. Go watch the Notre Dame game. Focus on that if you want to do that. Trying to make any type of conclusions off last night's Holiday Bowl was one of the more ridiculous things I have seen. I just, I don't, I don't get it all. By the way, that quarterback for USC last night, he's like a four-star recruit and he's still in a good system. So yeah, he's got to score points. The more remarkable thing for me was that Louisville didn't score more on that awful USC defense. I think uh, Carm uh, called Miller Moss generational. Last uh, uh, okay. I, I actually was going to make a bet with you right now. I'm glad you just said that. I would have bet a lot of money that you didn't know his name. So I'm impressed that you do, that you actually were able to get Miller Moss out. Congratulations. Hey, uh, Richard Hightower talked today. What do you have to say about Devin? Yeah, he, uh, you know, he opened up his press conference with some nice comments about Jeff Dickerson, which I think we all appreciated. And then he got into Devin Hester without even a question, um, just jumped right in. And, you know, it's, I, I think it was mostly directed at people like Mark Carmen who don't believe Devin Hester's a Hall of Famer. Um, just, no, 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 this is my turn to talk now. Um, and and down. Yeah. Not to lie. Not to lie. I just said yeah. not first ballot, but go ahead. Yeah, okay, which is another thing. You're either a Hall of Famer or you're not a Hall of Famer. It, it, it's, it's, that's, that's your rules. Keep going. Yeah, it is my rules. Um, and my rules is Devin Hester is a Hall of Famer because – of how much he impacted the game and, and not only just from a touchdown standpoint, but if you really 
break it down what he meant for field position, which again, any single head coach in at any level of football will tell you how important field position is and how much of a boost that gave the bears uh, in an era where they really weren't getting great quarterback play. So um, yeah, it, that Richard Hightower spe- spelled it all out. He also, I asked him about just like how different it was preparing to face a guy like that back then compared to now when even if you're facing a tough returner now, and there's only a handful of them, really, um, the rules are such that it's like they, they help you stop them anyway. So it's just a t- completely different era. And I just think it's wrong if the greatest returner of all time in, in what is essentially a museum, I mean, that's what the Hall of Fame is. It's supposed to remember the game of football over the, over eras um, and in certain time periods, if the greatest return of all time in an era where returns actually mattered does yep. not get recognized as such, it's just a, it's, it's just a joke. Hey, uh, are you going to tell us who the Jeff Dickerson Good Guy Award is going to go to, which I know who it is, or are you just going to keep that under wraps? No, I'm going to let uh, uh, Patrick Finley is going to be revealing that um, in a ceremony here in about an hour and 15 minutes. So um, it'll it'll all come out on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, and yeah. it'll, it'll be all out there for you. Didn't you host the press conference last year? I did. Yes. How? Why is Finley doing it this year? You, I thought you did a great job. Why did Ho get booted? Well, thank you. Um, I, it's it's always been kind of a rotating thing. Yeah. So I no. don't make this a make competition. Sure. Everything's a competition. I, no, I every year him. someone different has done it, and I was willing to do it again, but I told Pat that if you know if somebody else wants to do it, they should, and he decided to do it, so good for him. Well, and Cole, Cole Komet won it last year, correct? Cole Komet won it last year, um, and which was the first – I don't know. I'm trying to think. It, we've, we've kind of, we went on this long, long streak where the person who won the Good Guy Award wasn't here the following year, <laughs> and we were starting to you know, have – like wonder if you're being too good to the media, you get uh, shipped off to a different team. No. Um, so Cole won it last year and obviously got a contract extension. Um, and it's just, again, for people don't know, it's to recognize, you know, it can be any, it doesn't have to be a player. Um, anybody in the organization that, you know, essentially helps the media do their jobs, uh, is always available professional. And, um, and the fact that it's, it's, it's named after Jeff Dickerson now is just the perfect, um, perfect recognition and name for it. Uh, and uh, JD's parents are going to be here again as they were last year. Um, and I know that this being the anniversary of his death is not easy um, for any of us, especially his parents. And I know last year it was very rewarding and uh, helped them, you know, on this day that they were very appreciative of the whole thing. So it'll be great ha- having them in here again and uh, just a, a meaningful day for all of us and, and all the Bears fans too that love J.D. and followed his coverage for as long 100%. as they did. 100%. And we miss him. It's got to be an incredibly emotional day every year for his parents to come in there and see all these faces and, you know, their son's not here. It's just just, just brutal. But also, um, you know, celebrating at the same time is also beautiful. So at any rate, um, Hoger, good stuff as always. Yep. We'll uh, be we, – we'll be – Watch it for the reveal, and I'm going to ask you to the chat just your guesses or who who you would have voted for for uh, the Jeff Dickerson Good Guy Award. We'll see what names get thrown in there. Uh, we'll we'll see 100%. you. For, yeah, we'll see you pregame on Sunday, my friend. Bye, guys. There goes the Hogue out at Hallis Hall. You got a vote? 
Do you know oh, who man, it is? I was just starting to think about that. Do you as know who it is? Do you know it is? No, I don't know who okay. it is. So I'm going to try to guess here. I mean, you're. I mean, you don't go out to Hallis, so you're not going to see like who the who who's the good always, guys are. Yeah, but you can. But you can get a pretty decent feel. T.J. Edwards. He would be a great candidate. Andrew Billings. Not a candidate. They not don't talk. Can, well, I'm not saying he's not, but they don't talk to him enough. <laughs> say, not a nice guy. <laughs> no, I'm not saying he is, but they, he does. He, yeah. he doesn't speak as I, much. I'll, I'll, my guess is T.J. Edwards. Okay. Okay. Local kid too. It's an excellent choice. Yeah. Excellent. So, um, we got some super chats here as we and, wind around the and, third. Uh, yes, home. we do. And and JD was the best of people putting it in the yeah, chat. Yeah, he really was, man. I mean, um, you know, he would have been able to be be somebody to bring some levity to the great debates being had amongst Bears fans. And he always had a really good perspective and a, and a good sense of humor attached to it all. Yep. Uh, $10 from Guy Finley. Running ba- running it back with Justin Fields is a losing proposition. Picking up the option is a huge risk. If you don't, and he's good. Money, possibly franchise Tag. If he's bad, you waste another year. It's time to move on. All right, guy. We'll see what they we'll see what they do, guy. You you could end up uh, be speaking exactly the way Ryan Poles is thinking, or you could be the completely wrong. Because I, I, I think picking up the fifth year option isn't like this huge risk. Then you know you have him for two years, and and like Adam Rank said, no. then you can trade for a bevy of picks. I think the bigger risk of the three decisions is if you then just draft Marvin Harrison Jr. If you decide to keep Fields and you don't trade that pick back for a bevy of picks, you're really pushing your chips onto the table if you take Marvin Harrison Jr., who's an electric talent. So to me, as long as you draft, you, you keep Fields and you acquire all this extra draft equity for equity for the next three years, that's going to set you up. And, yeah, you might bump the quarterback decision down the road, to see if Fields is the guy or if you have to replace him, and then you kind of meet that challenge when it when it presents itself of how you address the quarterback situation. I, I think that's a f- very fair point. The biggest risk is we're all in. We're drafting Marvin. We're not getting any value. We're not even risking going down to, say, three because we right. don't, we're worried that someone's going to come up and get him. I don't, I'd, be sh- I'd be shocked if they go that particular route, but that's, a, that's an interesting way of... Because the other aspect is the money because everybody says, oh, well, with Justin, you got to pay him. Well, if you trade back and you get three first-round picks, well, now you have essentially six first-round picks when you include your own, and those players will all be on rookie contracts for the next five years. So I think the money starts to even out a little bit, although we all understand how much quarterbacks get paid in this league. Nine ninety nine for my big guy, Big Cram. Great to see Big Cram always. The only way both sides will unite <laughs> is if the Bears draft Drake May. <laughs> Oh God! Both sides will march to Hallis Hall <laughs> that, with pitchforks. That is the end. That's the end game. If they draft Drake May, Bears Twitter will cease to exist. I can promise you that. And you'll have a lot of Bears fans saying they'll never be Bears fans again. You're going to see a lot of rioting in the street. That's a lot of pressure for a kid from North Carolina. Listen. That after what happened with Mitch Trubisky to come in here and replace. It's going to be hard to replace. Justin Fields is the beloved quarterback he is. It's even harder for a guy that has to wear the ghost of Mitch Trubisky attached to replacing Justin Fields. It's a lot of pressure. Maybe they should bring back Mitch to be the backup next year. All right, <laughs> let's go to Connor Caliba. Connor, my guy, 999. K- Look, Caliba. 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 Like Harbaugh. Sure. Caliba. Look. Like Harbaugh. We know it's a sign. J- We're getting Jim Harbaugh. Maybe it is. Uh, look, we know what JF1 can be. 
when he has the supporting cast around him. He is a game changer. We don't actually know how Caleb will adjust in the NFL. Not knocking him, but should go after Marvin Harrison Jr. All right, thank you, Connor. Isaac, $10. At what time do we just ask the question, what will it take for Justin to truly take the next step? Year four, five, six? Just seems like Groundhog Day with someone we all rooted for. I'd say JF equals CW now, and, and Caleb Williams is a rookie. Well, the hard part, Isaac, is the fact that Justin got hurt. Uh, that's a big part of the evaluation for Ryan Poles. I'm sure he's got to take that into equation. Yes, many other quarterbacks in this league have gotten hurt this year. Joe Burrow all the way down the line. But that hurt the evaluation process because when we all talked about taking the next step, my expectation for Justin was 3,200 yards and somewhere between 800 and 1,000 rushing yards. And I, I, I think he's on pace for both of those had he played the full season. The problem is he didn't, and that hurts his evaluation. But if we're going to talk about the – like, you have to be honest about this stuff. And if, if you don't want Justin here next year, fine. But you can't deny that he has made progress. Has he made enough progress for some fans? No, but he has made progress. So – if you added Marvin Harrison Jr. or Malik Neighbors and a, you know a center and more offensive line bolstering, it is fair to assume that Justin Fields will take another incremental step. Now, is it gonna? People just want the explosion, and I understand that we all do. We want to win a Super Bowl, and that would equal that if he could explode out the gates. Uh, but he has made progress this year in comparison to how his first two years started. $2 super chat from Sanaf Gore. Meanwhile, Carm must be why Bajan is trending on X. All I know is when I say Yeah, I don't understand why he is trending today. Because he's the greatest backup Bears quarterback. Twitter's trending. Uh, Caleb Williams is trending. Civil War is ten- trending. And then Tyson Bajan is trending. Well, Jalen Johnson did a video walking around the locker room asking what everybody was getting him for for Christmas, and when he got to beige, and he's like, "What ch- white chocolate? What do you got for me?" So maybe that spurred a little bit of interest. I'm not exactly sure. I was happy to see it, my guy, uh, British Bear Phil Cundy. What's up, Phil? I'd love to see us make play the playoffs, but I fear the Seahawks will spoil the party, beat the Packers, and the bad start becomes a better season. Hashtag Bear. Well, that's out. the other part where Adam was like, "Well, I think Poles is showing his hand by still playing fields." Well, technically, the Bears can still make the playoffs. So that was the other point that I was going to make to Adam that. They're, you know, they're not going to sit Justin, I don't think, regardless, but they are also still in a playoff hunt. Well, right, right but most likely they will be out going into next week, so that's an, it ranks point, like if they start Bajan next week, which I don't think they would, but no, if they did, more. that would be a telltale. Uh, one more from Phil. Excited for next year. I'm Justin Fields and Marvin Harrison over Caleb. What's your heart saying? Jim Harbaugh is a bear. Love you guys and the show. It's interesting with Harbaugh that he's mainly being tied to the Chargers right now. But he's also not signing his contract. He's lurking out there. He was asked about the Chargers yesterday in their media day leading right, and, up to the game and, for the Rose Bowl. Right, and he just non-commented and he living was like, in the I'm moment. worried about dominating the day. Yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> I love that guy. I mean. I want him so bad on this team. You're, hey, I, if it happens, he would that be would the be. funniest, most football-y guy. Like, he is funny. Like, he's unintentionally funny. He's definitely awkward. Yeah. I find him awkward and weird, but he wins, so I'd sign up for it. I, honey, you would love him in the pressers. It, 
He would be he would be good for us. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> 1999 from Quinn Anderson. Does Caleb uh, offer enough of an upgrade over Justin that it brings more value to the team to draft him rather than just take the additional picks from trading down uh, from one? We have a middle tier quarterback. Imagine him with uh, three Again, first. We've had this conversation Ryan a thousand Poles times. Just, has to be blown away, okay. and if he is, he's gonna take him. Okay. And next up is our guy. You can handle that. Caleb Williams, but two sides of the field fence are obnoxious. Who wrote that? E90-0M-3-Zach, $1.99 Super Chat. Don't really understand what he means, but two sides of the field fence are obnoxious. He's just saying that the guy, I think he's saying that the conversation of like super, super burrowed <laughs> in on one side or the yeah, other yeah, is yeah. just a little too much. It is funny. Gucci, $1.99, what's up? Wasn't Trevor supposed to be generational, but this season when the Bears aren't aren't actively tanking fields has outplayed him? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Yes, uh, Trevor dude, was. Hey, nationally, people are starting to talk if Trevor Lawrence deserves his uh, an extension. Well, and didn't the players vote fields ahead of Trevor in the top 100 last offseason? I'm pretty sure they did because I mean, there was a, there Trav, was an you know, uproar about it. Trav, Mister, looks you know he's got his hair and he he's always oh, a tip prototypical quarterback, but he's not doing well. Great. I really need Trevor to win this Sunday. Yes, so the Bears can secure that. Either one Trev play. or or who's it? C.J. Beathard. Who'd be the backup? C.J. Beathard. Anyone? Just anyone. They Let just, Travis Etienne. And so there's word on the street that we may do a live watch along on Sunday. Yeah, we're gonna we gotta talk. It about hasn't this. been confirmed, but we might. And if we do. You guys are going to want to tune in for that because uh, between me watching the Bears, which Mark and Adam know how stressed out I get during the games, and then between the Jack, we're also going to have the Jaguars game on uh, against the Panthers. You'll, I'll be in rare form on Sunday. You are in rare form. You are the, you are rare form. Actually. <laughs> your, your, your new name is my form is rare. Your form is rare. I was told my form is Fatso on Twitter. Shout out to my guy. Thank you for that. I mean, very nice just, just for the record. With, 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 <laughs> Trevor, Trevor's going to go over 4,000 yards if he stays healthy again this year. He did it last year. He threw for 36-41 his rookie year uh, under the worst coach team in the history of the planet. Last year, he threw 25 touchdowns and eight interceptions. This year hasn't been as good. His completion percentage is in the is, is 66. He's not exactly been a bust. Um, like if, if, if you ended up drafting that and that was the worst-case scenario, it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Juan De La Cruz, five bucks. Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and Newton. See if uh, it comes down to Hail Mary's. Enough said. <laughs> okay. There's a plan, Juan. Uh, Max. Max Power. His name is Max Power. It's a name <laughs> you want to touch, but you mustn't touch. Karma has no idea what I just I did. I have no idea. $5 super chat from Max Power. One about resetting the contract. Having two firsts per year over the next two year, few years gives the Bears the option to move up and do that in 25 or 26. I agree. Andre Skinner, 499. What would it take to get Justin on the show? We have tried and we will continue to try. Well, maybe around the Super Bowl he was in uh, the Super Bowl thing. If, if we're able to go back to the... Super Bowl in Vegas, maybe he'll be there, and um, we he'll, can let's, see if we can get him on. He loves the show. I know he does. And, and his uh, heart. 
deep down. $5 from Keys. Ryan Poles calls Caleb on draft night. Caleb looks at phone, swipes up, ignore. Please call Poles calls again. <laughs> Caleb looks up at phone, turns on do not disturb. That would be the ultimate moment in time if that actually happened. Get it on video. I'd love to see it. That would be that well, we're going to find out at the combine they're, they're, exactly if the bears lock in the number one pick, he's going to be peppered with how do you feel about playing in Chicago questions? Well, I mean, I, I do think that shush. I do think that if you believe that polls is drafting Caleb, which a lot of people do, they still have to sit down with him. Right. And how that interview go goes matters. Big time. Well, and people say, well, oh, Caleb said he didn't want to play for a team like the Bears, and, and he's going to do the no, Eli no. thing and hold out. No, he's my not. whole point to that is, knowing Ryan Poles for the kind of guy he is, my guess is when Ryan Poles and Caleb Williams meet, they're going to get along splendidly. I like I just have that feeling, but you don't know for sure until they get in the same room. Troy Schleicher. Two in a row from him. Is Jim Harbaugh even a realistic option? I don't think so. Uh, doesn't he have? I do think so. Okay. Doesn't he have beef with the McCaskey family? I don't know about any beef with the McCaskey family. Um, make Flus the defensive coordinator, draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and Dallas Turner. Turner. Uh, everybody laughs at that and one. And like, more and more to, to demote, demote the Flus. I actually think the Flus would take the demotion. <laughs> um, forgot to say we got to trade the number one to Washington for Jonathan Allen and picks to have Marvin Harrison Jr. and Turner. We're, go- we're golden. Uh, hey, Jonathan Allen and, and, and Montez Sweat right there at the top of the commander's sack list. Pair them back up. Having that number one pick is going to have a lot of options attached to it for Ryan Poles, so I'm excited to see go Jaguar. that come to fru- fruition. 499 from Eli Sherman. Trust Poles. He's done a great job with this roster, and they've done a solid job drafting. They clearly have a plan. Root for whoever is the quarterback. I'm so tired. That's basically where I'm at, Eli. Yes. I, I, I've said I'm it. I'm exhausted. Yeah, like, it's dude. It's December. Right, like, hey, whatever, whichever way he's going to go, I'm going to be on board. And, I mean, I think, to the question that I was asking Rank at the start of the show, I think it's a, bit, I think it's a bigger risk to stick with Justin because you are going into year four. You're going to have to pay him. You're passing on a guy at the top of the draft. Control the contract for a while. It's, it's, I'm not saying that they won't do it. I'm not even I'm not saying it's wrong. But to me, it's a, it is a bigger risk to say that this guy is going to pop to the next level. Maybe he will. Well, and you're, if you're Ryan Poles and you decide to keep Fields when you talk about the risk, he didn't draft Fields. Now, that how he, that's not about the risk, though. It, well, I'm just talking about for his GM career, putting his decision on the line. Is he going to want to put it on the line for a guy, A, he didn't draft, and B, wasn't a part of his early development that stunted some of the growth that fans feel he should have already had? You know, the with when Brian Pace and Matt Nagy, you know, fumbled the bag that first year with him. And, and stunted what his development progression could have been. Now Poles is here to try to clean up this mess. I mean, maybe he, you know, is all in on Justin because they've been in the same room here for a couple of years now. But the chance of, you know, him having his own quarterback, I think is also an option he's going to heavily consider. Yeah, I, I, I hope he's not making the decision based on this is my guy or that guy. That would be, in my mind, just weird. Um, and I know that conversation has been out there too. Just trust your ability to evaluate, and, and and if it's Justin, that's great. You evaluated Justin at this point. If it's Caleb, okay, fine. Then you drafted a you uh, you analyzed a rookie quarterback. Kyle, five dollars. 
I don't want the UNC Trubisky clone or finger painting Packer fan. <laughs> he is. I understand. Yeah, okay. I, I got the Caleb reference. I want to load up like the 49ers, Eagles, Ravens, and coach to our player strengths, please. You know what's the most uh, most? Thank you for saying please in, and in, not damn something it. awful at us. Well, you know what I like about that, Kyle, is for old school Carm here who... Very old school. That's right. Who was in the stands for game one in 1985, 38, 28 over the Bucks. through the Great Depression. That's right. I was there for that, too. It was, it was, it was tough. But there is something to be said for it. These are the dudes. I know this guy. He's running out of the tunnel. I identify with him. I've been in the battle with him. He wears the uniform. I, I will ride or die with him, win and or lose. I'd rather lose with Fields than or obviously prefer winning. But I'd rather, I'd rather lose with this guy than go for the flashy thing over there because he is a bear. He's been through it. This is my guy, um, which is kind of like... How, how I felt about the D-Rose Bulls. Yes, yeah, it, it sucked that we didn't couldn't beat LeBron and company, but that was a you know super team versus the heart and soul of Rose and Noah and Luol. It was just like that team was like easy to root for, which is that's how the Bears would be. I'm sticking with Justin, man. Uh, th- this is our guy, ride or die, QB1, which is a lot of the passion that you see uh, from Bears fans these days, because I, I think they want to, you know, it's it's not just the talent. It's like they, there is a connection to them, and they want to they they don't want to see that go away, which I I appreciate, hundred percent. All right, anything else from you, super super brags? Nope, uh, I got nothing. Okay. I'm excited for the weekend. We got the Friday preview show tomorrow with Nick and Will. So make sure you tune in for that at 12 p.m. Central. Yes, and uh, we're here at 11 on Sunday, and then we're, we're live right after the game always. New Year's Eve come hell or high water. Uh, Might be a watch long, maybe. Maybe a watch long during the game, sure. I'm going to guess that that happens. But either way, we're here for pre or post. Lawrence will be drinking heavily. Uh, no. No, no? Keeping it sober? Well, I mean, during the job I'm producing, I'll not be drinking heavily now. Unless okay. we're doing shots of my lord. I think we got to have a little more fun on, on New okay. Year's Eve. Something's got to happen. It okay. doesn't have to be booze. Maybe maybe you'll do something fun. Push-ups. I'd like you to order us some uh, some sheet pizzas from D'Amato's to bring them in. That'd be, that'd be delicious. Sheet pizzas from sheet D'Amato's? Pizzas. Yeah, yeah no, I, I... Okay. Two tree. Two tree? Two great. tree from D'Amato's? Oh, okay. All right. Hey, uh, thanks for watching today, guys. Appreciate it. So, a ton of support in the chat, as always. Thanks to Adam. likes. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. We could a hit a like on the a like button on the way out here, which we're trying to grow the show. We appreciate it. Uh, hit the goddamn like. Okay. Okay. Almost almost eleven hundred. Almost twelve hundred people watching right 1200 now. Twelve hundred people watching. Me and Carm, we're honored. We love you guys. I mean, you know, you got to say thank you. Uh, we we are. Um, but Everybody, everybody's I'm, been mean to me lately because I'm not more mean? positive. Everybody. Everybody's like, oh, you're not being, you're so negative lately. So I'm just trying to bring some positivity uh, uh, to the people. Uh, we brought Adam Rank on as positive a guy as we can get. Uh, We're excited about the future of this team. Yes. Uh, look. I love you. The Just chat's that, been pretty nice today. Everybody hasn't been as as bad the as mo- they normally are. The most important thing, Greg, <laughs> is as much as you want Nick yeah. and Leondis and Oscar and Garlic and Don, maybe not Don, but maybe so. Who's with Garlic? Uh, whoever. I just see garlic. He's in there. Garlic <laughs> demon. Garlic oh, okay, demon. My bad. 
Even though he's hating on Fields, all these guys that Matt you... Matt Nagy just fired me. Nagy fired you. As what much as you hell? want all of them to love you, the number one thing is you have to love yourself, buddy. Why are you firing me, Matt talk, Nagy? Talk to me. You won't be back with the Chiefs. Stay with me. You, you, here, I love myself. Say it. Say it. I love I me. love myself. I work hard. I work hard. I put everything into this. I put everything into this. I care. I care. I am proud of myself. I'm proud of myself. I love myself. I love myself. All right. I feel better. I Have see pride. I see power. I see a bad mamma jamma that won't take nothing from nobody. You have no idea about any references. Hit, hit the button. Thank you so much. <laughs>